wrestling fans, and welcome to the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe the Panther Jr., and now introducing to the mic, my co-host for this wild trip around the solar system in the world, the happy heel himself, Metal Geek. What's going on, Rinkside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on, Joe? Not too much, man. Um, we have a fellow cat enthusiast and like hamster friend coming in the podcast. Let's give a war, dudes at Rinkside podcast. Welcome oh, to pod. the pod, the <laughs> alley cat, Delilah Haley. Hey, this ear does not want to agree with everything. (laughs) Did you see see how here I added the pod? (laughs) I appreciated it. Um, They are guinea pigs, by the way. I'm a little specific about that because they're my babies. Sorry about that. We couldn't find a song about guinea pigs. (laughs) I will send you songs about guinea pigs. Do they actually have them? Are they real? (laughs) Yeah. um, It's oh, my God. Who's it by? And the song's like guinea pig. Pig, 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 guinea pig. No, uh, I'd have to find it. We found a hamster it. song. We found that hamster I song. No. It's like the, what you call it? Like the movie the Hamster Dance? Maybe I should have used the cat song for your, your character because I was like. <laughs> but then I figure out your theme song when I'm watching your YouTube channel, which definitely you should go check out her YouTube channel because it's pretty interesting. It uh, needs to be updated badly. <laughs> and actually, at the end of the show, Geek could actually probably email you this episode and you could toss it on there too. I could. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I can figure out how to do that now because it, the files end up to be so big. Um, Either Google Google Drive? But either way, Google, not, not, not important Drive. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so if um our fans are not familiar with you, I don't know why by now, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is the Alley Cat, uh, Delilah Hayden. I am a New England-based professional wrestler. I've been wrestling since about late 2008. Uh, I didn't start traveling till about 2015, though, and I've been to Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. Next month, I'm actually making my debut in Connecticut. And all I need is, and I live in Massachusetts, where I'm based for a lot of my promotions. And what? Also, I have many flutes. I don't even ask if you have pets. Haha, <laughs> they're welcome on the panel, by the way. I will get to the pets. All I need is Vermont. So if people know a Vermont place, tell me. Yeah. Um, but to answer the comment that just came up, I have a three-year-old cat. My Both my guinea his name is Casper. Both my guinea pigs are named Jonesy and Riley. Uh, if you're a Letterkenny fan, you'll get that joke. And they are seven months and we have a eight month old, eight year old bunny named Jack Frost. Jack Frost, love it, <laughs> love it. I <laughs> used to have peanut butter. What's bugs. going on? We, we have a, hey, there. You go, your British, a British wrestling brother right there, Riley Measures. Hi. Oh, not that Riley, but close enough. <laughs> yeah, his name is Riley Measures. He's a British wrestler <laughs> from across the pond. Across the pond. Right. Across the pond. He's a cool guy. It's funny. He came in for Lance's uh, Metal Geek's birthday, 
And oh yeah, he was he was yeah. We we say we didn't like see if we would have known geek, we could have invited in, uh, Delilah. It was it was a fun birthday. Chad came. Um, <laughs> a guy Chad named Tamaku. Wait, there's a wrestler. Um, that he wants to wrestle everybody, and he even wrestles. I don't care who she is. I want a wrestler. Female wrestlers. He is a crazy savage juggernaut. That's his. He's a savage juggernaut. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, he wants to wrestle everybody. So yeah, everybody, he doesn't care. Tom Good. wrestle everybody. More geeks in wrestling, please. That's absolutely right. We need that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> Hello. I know who that is. <laughs> so yeah, we the, do. So, so the yeah. fans are not that's, uh, familiar. That's my. With that's one of my tag team partners. I appreciate oh. him. Hello. How's welcome, it going? Welcome to the Ringside Crew. Don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to hit that subscribe button and hit the bell, sir. But uh, all right. But anyway, like for the fans that are not familiar, I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted. Do you want to introduce okay. yourself? She um, did that already. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Geek, uh, have, yeah. you have, you, have you been taking chair shots today? What the heck? Did, 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 <laughs> oh, don't let me, as the people who are watching, can, especially uh, Kilmernock there, don't let me swing chairs at people. It never ends well. Yeah. Even the year even agree with me. Especially with wooden bus matches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even upset about that spot because I loved it. I was so happy <laughs> to be different. <laughs> well, we got a question from our friend Mima Mania. Sure. Okay, Geek, flip it up. What's your favorite tag team and tag team match? Hmm, that's tough. As far as tag teams, hmm. I don't know. No. <laughs> favorite tag team? Um, I'm going to go with the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Wow, you wrestled them? No, 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 no. Oh my god, wait, it has to be te- it has to be. These are coming off. Oh, well. <laughs> um that's honestly five seconds into a match they get knocked off anyway. Um no, I thought it was the question was favorite tag yeah. team, not necessarily one I Sorry, too much chair um, shots to the head, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um my favorite is Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi. Um Tag Team Match. There's been so many like really good are we going with Basic wrestling or, or gimmick matches? Because I'm not going to lie, like, I've been enjoying what AEW's been doing with, like, the arena-based matches. I'm very much a gimmicky person myself, so I appreciate matches like those. Um, as far as overall in-ring ability, hmm. Uh, give me a minute, it'll come to me. Okay. Yeah. So, Did like, you, let you, you go, Geek, go. Did you happen um, to watch the match last night with uh, Jericho and Nick Gage? That's what I was about to ask. Uh, yes. So I, re- right bef- about a day or so before that, watched a Nick Gage match for the first time. And I watched him face Cardona. And I... Ugh, I, I my heart hurt. Wa- my head and heart were wa- hurt watching that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was... Oh, sorry. Insane. Like that was one of the things I was I, I work in a grocery store and like I think of questions as I'm stocking the shelf at grocery store. By the way, don't forget to check out Keith Wood and Milford, great sandwiches at the deli, tacos <laughs> on Tuesdays. They they always let me make make me little plugs for the show store. Um <laughs> if if a booker came up to you and Nick Gage was on the roster and said, We want you to wrestle him, 
would you would would you do it or would you like uh, I don't know. Um, do I have my last will and testament in order? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Try I said, would you not will? <laughs> uh, we, I'm going to just flip that real quick. I was just flipping the camera. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> no, She's no, I'm not going Warner, anywhere. I am, Warner Brothers run away. I am here. I am not going anywhere. That's awesome. Um, oh, my God. No, no. No, don't get me wrong. I have done some stupid stupid spots in my life with weapons that I look back on and I'm going, who let me do that? But no, Nick Gage, no, no. Glass, no. <laughs> Anything crazy. like that. And, but apparently he's a sweet, but he's a huge, like, LGBTQ ally. He is a sweet person, but he looks like, but he'll kill you. He's a, he'll kill you, but he's sweet. Oh, Riley Messers answer, asking wow, a question. Yeah. How would you describe your style of wrestling? I am a striker. I am a hard hitting, as Chad, I know, mentioned on when he was on your podcast. I am one of the everyone says I'm one of the hardest hitting people in New England, male or female or non-binary, gender fluid, whatever. So I don't know where that come from, but I'm sure there's people watching who can say how hard I hit. And it's literally because Chad taught um chad taught me pretty much he's like no you go in there you lay into them if they can't take it like from you basically say like tiny little girl you can't take it from her what are you doing and i'm like ah (laughs) there's another wrestler that that's coming on our podcast later in the months um what's her name uh what wait what was her name again she's another hardcore wrestler oh my god she was like shorts when she wrestles, oh my god, I can see her face. Kirkland, Car- Car- what's her name? Geek. Uh, you booked it. <laughs> oh my god, I can't think of her name. But she does a lot of hardcore matches. There's a picture of her. She her picture. She's like this, but there's like dry blood on her forehead. Oh my god. Um. She's. she's I don't know. She's, I gotta find. I looking don't at my. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I don't. I don't particularly enjoy hardcore. I'll watch them. Make me cringe, but I'll watch them. At the same time, people keep putting me in them. Because they're like, oh, no, you do great. I hate it, but you'll do – I do great, apparently. thank you. Kennedy Copeland. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yes, yes. Your friend just said it. Yes. That's my other tag partner. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, wow. Kilmer, Knock, and Conway. Those are mine. Those are my boys. Yeah, I was looking for a picture. There's another wrestler that I don't know if you ever heard of her. Um, where would you like for it to be? Okay, I see. Pro wrestling cultural shift. Um, I would very much like to see pro wrestling continue to weed out like the people who don't belong in wrestling. Yeah. Um, the the whole speaking out movement last year was horrible. Uh, it re- it brought a lot of light on things, and then once it started becoming the more local scene, calling people out, I. Some didn't hit very hard, and some really hit hard to me because I didn't want what they did to impact the good things that they had done, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like, there was, um, I won't say his name just for it's over, but there was a ring announcer who was very much, like, advocating for, like, the LGBT community and, like, 
including wrestling is for everyone and all that. And then it came out, he was talking to like a 16 year old boy and he's in his thirties. And I was like, I don't, I, I'm, I want you out of wrestling. And to my knowledge, he's gone, but I don't want the good that kind of came from the other side of including people in wrestling to now be sh- overshadowed, shafted because some one person did something wrong. Yeah. It was more than one, but I'd like wrestling in five years to be more open and inclusive. There are some things in wrestling that I don't agree with, and I think they're very old school. I've very much always been a pave-my-own-way kind of person, and it's gotten me to where I am, so I must be doing something, right? Yeah. I'd well, like it. I, in five years, I don't expect to be wrestling anymore because this is never something I wanted to do as a career. I very much just enjoy it as a fun thing because I feel like maybe once if it were to become a career, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Hmm. And because I mean, at one point it almost was a living because at one point I was run help like pretty much running a company and the, a chunk of the locker room turned their back on me and it, it ended and it was like this is why I don't want to do it for a living and I know a lot of other places are like that and also there aren't a lot of female promoters and there's definitely a reason for that yeah I could I could tell off the hand because like there's a lot of different like stories with locker rooms and owners and owners families like you like one person gets they break up with a person and then they stay there because they have to Right. And then a locker room just goes, yeah. And they start, and you're like, why is everybody turning on me? What just heck just happened? And we were all respectful and then turns into this? What? We're supposed to right. be family. And know? it's unfortunate because even after so many people, at least in the New England scene, have been weeded out who were bad, there's still people I see booked on shows all the time that I know are not good people. There's someone, Um, there's a big company in Rhode Island recently and the guy who runs like the sound and music for them was sent to jail briefly for posting, getting, acquiring a woman's nudes and posting them on revenge porn sites, which is illegal in Rhode Island. And now this company started using him again and going, oh, yeah, I know he made mistakes, but he's he can fix it. And it's just like. That's wow. a crime. That's uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and it wasn't even, like, his ex-girlfriend or anything like that. It was he had a big disagreement or something with the girl. It's some wrestler's girlfriend. So he goes to her ex-boyfriend to get videos of her to post them. And it's like... That's horrible. Who who, who let this guy back in? And yeah. That's horrible. Even if there's one place, but still. Oh, yeah. It was all over. There's, um... I don't know if the page is active anymore. I assume it is. And it was, like, a wrestlers creep buster page so if stuff came up it got posted blowing up independent wrestler spots for being inappropriate and he was all over that mm. it's horrible and so the, apparently two or three years is enough time for it to be okay oh yeah the the person that your friend mentioned uh kennedy copeland actually she's coming on our podcast and then uh, Jess, uh, Jamie Lynn, Jess- ja- Jamie, Jess- Lynn. oh, is, is it, it- Lynn, Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn, uh, not the one I had a match with, not that Jesse, Jesse no. Nolan. Oh, it no. is that one, yeah, Jesse no? Nolan. We're having Jesse Nolan coming on next month, so if you want to leave her a message, 
we'll record it and show her when it comes on the podcast. So ready? Okay, I can, I can ready? think about that. Right ready? now? <laughs> yeah, right now. We'll call. You can call her out. We have a. You're doing an old school show, or you want to do it after wait, the show? Why am I call? Yeah, wait. Why am I calling her out? <laughs> oh no, she's not a rival. No, no, we'll, we'll not do that. If you have I a, say, I met her once. <laughs> oh, okay. If you're in a rivalry currently, here we go. Here we go. If you're in a rivalry uh, with anybody. Hmm. We like the, we like we like them. The we always do the podcast. To call out your rival. If you're in a rivalry, you can call them out. I in NCW, I currently have a rivalry, which is based out of um, right now out of Dedham, Massachusetts. Their first live show back is a Rumble, uh, the Big City Rumble, in the end of August. So you should check out the NCW um, tweets that for all the information. I also share a lot of their stuff. Um, I'm currently not too happy with my ex-husband there, Insane Dick Lane. Mm. Go for but it. But he's giving me alimony money, so I mean, <laughs> I can't be too mad, but I'm still mad, and I would still kick his face in if I saw it. We would I hold his arms. Mean curb stop. I do a pretty mean curb stomp, okay? I just learned the other day what Super Dragon was because people kept calling me that for about a week. <laughs> wow. I never so, really yeah. watched, like, pwg too much but i just got shown a bunch of clips i was like why is everyone calling me super dragon because the clip hit hit like tiktok super dragon was was, awesome (laughs) yeah and i was like why is everyone commenting calling me super dragon and my brain instantly went to uh, brian danielson and i'm like maybe because he was the a dragon they're like no and they showed me a clip and i'm like oh that's why people call me that when i curb stomp them okay (laughs) (laughs) I didn't steal your... Okay. Sorry that I do it better. <laughs> wow. And I, no, your, and no I, your stomp is awesome, by the way. Thank you. And I have short little legs. My legs... I His thighs are, like, up to here on me. He's got massive tall legs, but yet mine looks more vicious, so... I, I think I think you hit the curb stomp better than Rollins. Oh, thank you. I don't like the one that has the people on all fours. It's it look, I'm worried that that's... I don't know why. I've never liked the one where there's like on all fours. It looks weird. So I, I do the like again, like the super dragon one. I don't cross the legs in the back. It's just slap the sides, arms up, boom. You're getting stomp play. Bring it. <laughs> it's a rivalry right there. Here we go. We started a rivalry. <laughs> I've, had, this, yeah. I've had to I've had to deal with him for like eleven years. It's okay. What do we do, Geek? This happens every time on a podcast. You always it always happens to dudes at ringside. We're so, always getting in trouble. You know? In trouble. Yell at. I get I get my I get myself in trouble every day with him, so it's okay. <laughs> like, but, so um, yeah. Um Do you have a favorite but, match of yours or uh, uh, uh now I have to give him credit? I just was making fun of him and now I have to give him credit. Oh, uh my matches with uh with I'll just go by his ring name Morgan Kennedy Kilmernock the it's short MKK for short. We had a lot of really vicious matches with each other. Um, the dog collar match was one in particular. That was the one that, I saw. Yeah, so that's who's commenting at me right now because he thinks he's cute. Um, I enjoyed that match. I feel like our match after that though was pr- or the quote unquote retirement match he had was probably one of the better ones um as far as outside of him 
I've had a few matches that have more memorable spots than others, and to me, that makes the match stand out as a whole. Like um, Derek Conway, who was commenting earlier, we've had some really good matches. We had a match, though, one time where he was trying to get into a company. Um, the company doesn't exist anymore, but it was called Mass Anarchy Wrestling in uh, based out of Providence, Rhode Island, and then moved to Pawtucket. And unfortunately, due to COVID, the uh, they closed down a little before COVID, and they were going to rebrand, but the the uh, building that the place was run out of, unfortunately, the owner lost it during the pandemic. I'm sure one day the chop shop will pop back up, as they called it. Um, it housed multiple companies in the Rhode Island area, like um, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, which actually is coming back for a show in next week. Last time you tested me, I nearly broke your ribs. That is true. Oh, geez. Uh, again, his legs are like the size of tree trunks. Because he's like six something and he was farm boy and he had his legs wrapped around my ribs and I was just punching at him, biting, whatever. And he started squeezing really mm. hard and I'm I'm stubborn. I don't give up. And yeah, I ended up collapsed after just like couldn't move because I thought he maybe fractured my ribs. Mm. <laughs> but it was fine. And then, Der- and then Conway's just sitting there and they're he went and picked up the Cheesecake Factory for us, and they're just sitting there eating their food, and they're like, you're going to eat yet? And I'm just laying there on the bed just like, ah! Oh, but anyway. Um, crazy. But in that match for Mass Anarchy Wrestling, um, if Conway beat me, he would get a contract with the company. That was the stipulation. And the way he won is he put me in a submission hold, and he started to kiss me. So I'm hitting him to get him off me, but the referee sees it as oh, tapping out. Yeah, and it was a. I was happy that spot went over as well as it did because it was something I came up with to be more creative. Um, last time, one of the last times I put on a show, I run shows in Newton, Massachusetts once a year. They're all charity based. I have a very good standing with the Elks in Newton. Um, Cheesecake Factory is my go-to. I have been avoiding Cheesecake Factory for about five months because I am very lactose intolerant and I really mm. shouldn't eat it. Yeah. Else, I just, mm, but I really want cheesecake. I've been try- trying so hard to avoid it. I'm obsessed um, with cheesecake. <laughs> I'm obsessed with cheesecake. The best cheesecake I, never, I never even really went to Cheesecake Factory until like, Maybe started going five, six years ago because um, when I go to Anime Boston, the Prudential Mall closed down the food court and it replaced it with a little Italian Italy, as they call it, literally E-A-T-A-L-Y. Yep. Yeah, I was right. That's her. Uh, yeah, that's Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy Kirkland. She'll be on our podcast. Coughlin. Can't wait to hear. Coughlin. Oh, she's going to hit me with a freaking it's Kindle a- stick. <laughs> um. But uh, it's one of the only restaurants in the area. So my friends and I would always go like the night before the con started. We'd check into our hotel rooms, put stuff down, put a costume on and go eat at Cheesecake Factory. Um, But back to the original question, best matches. Um, I've also worked with like a New England legend and now like New England Hall of Famer, um, the Widow Belmont. Originally, Mm. it was just Mistress Belmont. Um, She is literally any person starting out in this company especially if your girl or identify as female is belmont she is like up here with the people you want to work with because Mm. she will make you look amazing 
She's so sweet and caring and just, she is a lovely human being. I love Kathy very much. Like I, when I found out I was going to have a match with her for the first time, I was ecstatic. Like I faced her at, um, Elkmania promotions, which is now merged with, um, proving grounds. They run out of the Elks in Beverly, Massachusetts, which is right next to Salem, as well as they run in Peabody as well. And she, I got to actually have like one or a few singles matches with her, which was like an honor. And then I've had a few multi-person matches with her, but that one singles match, like she was just, it was amazing. And then I've had a few other just memorable moments, but overall match wise, like at the Newton shows I run as which is what I started to say. Um, a good friend of mine who originally went by the ring name Falcon, but then when he started doing more independent stuff, it's now Relentless Richard Ripley. And that was before Rhea Ripley was a thing, before anybody thinks he's copying it. That was before Rhea Ripley even hit the scene. Mm. And he stepped away from wrestling for a few years to take care of himself mentally. And when he came back, it's like he didn't miss a day. The match was perfect. We were able to lay into each other to the point that um, a well-known name, uh, some names in the independents in New England, um, Bo Douglas and uh, Sully Banger got very protective very quickly. They're like, yo, he's taking liberties with her. He popped her real good. And Chad goes, wait for it. Saw me hit him back. And they're like, oh, okay, she's fine. We have another question. This is this is two for two for Riley Measures. Riley, really just... is staying up so super late, man. What's one match type you haven't wrestled? I want to wrestle in a cage. I know I'm gonna hate my life <laughs> after. I will hate myself the next day, but I want to wrestle in a cage. Hear that, Booker's? I really do. Booker's. Anybody? Chad, you listening? Anybody? Chad runs Rated R Wrestling, and he is looking to bring it back. I've yeah, wrestled in a. That. I wrestled in a. Lingerie death match, and I got oh my god, bumping on Legos is so uncomfortable. But I put um the girl I faced, Stelina, who's IRL, one of my best friends, and I'm the way. I will. I am the godmother of her two new, uh, her four month old twins. Oh, and they are Warren and Victor. They are adorable. And but I put her through. She and I have put each other through some crazy stuff. Um, she put me through two tables stacked on top of each other. Mm. She, I put her through barbed wire multiple times. Oh, wow. I still gotta, I still gotta watch that one. Uh, it, it's very interesting. It was called. So I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna say the title of the match and then I'll explain. It was a dick on a pole match. Now wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. The the winner got to have it got to own basically insane dick lane in ncw that's my former husband um in this other company at the time it was trying to like make him work for you basically or in my case i would have just been his friend i was the good guy i was trying to keep him away from her and yeah he was tied to a pole and the winner had to get the key and unlock him Ah. And I got and Dick Lane uses the force choke slam, mm. but it's in his gauntlet. So if you take the gauntlet off, he can't use it. So Stelina had gotten the gauntlet. I was going to pick her up and suplex her from inside to the outside. And she's tall. She's like six, five. And 
she used the gauntlet to choke me, pulled me in, put a big kiss on me, and then threw, forced through me through all two tables to the floor. Oh, and it was my a good, God. It was a good, like, eight, nine-foot drop. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I always wanted that. to do that spot though, so I was happy. I died, but I was happy. That was I've, insane. I've noticed this with you. Like most of your matches are very creative. Like so, like it's like something you haven't seen before. Like the thing with the wooden school bus where you just wheel the wooden school. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, um, and, the, and the thing with the crate. The, the, yes, the, the, the crate. If you want to. Yeah. So for um. So I was champion of a company in that was formerly in New Hampshire called WAW. And I the main event was me versus a good friend of mine in real life, Draven Filth. And the match was a wood match. And all wood weapons were legal. Now, like you said, I enjoy being creative. I feel like people think, oh, wood. There's only a handful of items that can be made of wood. So like a table, a kendo stick, um, a two by four, the handle of a sledgehammer. So in this match, we had um, one of my favorite spots. I had this little wooden duck that had a pole. And all you did was push and its little feet go. And I told them before the match, anything happens to this duck, I will kill you. Because I've had this duck since I was four years old and it was made for me by a family friend's husband, by hand. But I used it to push and then I slapped him with like a wicker basket. I grabbed a big bus made out of wood and I ran it into his junk. Mm. He uh, <laughs> cracked me over the back with a little wooden stepladder and then stood on me. But the ma- the biggest spot of the match was we had a giant wicker-based chest. And we had wooden skewers going all in it like an iron maiden but a wooden maiden and drave it was small enough draven throws me in there and then shuts the lid as much as he could squishing me Mm. i like i was literally walking around savers going what can i use what can i use let's go So, uh, Mima Mania was. We forgot to ask his question. Sorry about that, big guy. Uh, what is your finishing move? So, my finishing move is called the Dance Dance Twirl Illusion. It is a hooked fisherman suplex and then spin out to the side with it. It, uh, it has a name and I can't remember what it is. I know I, what it's actually called. It's like something thunder. I'm trying to think of who does it that I also know. I believe Elias uses it as a finisher too, which made me kind of sad when I saw that because nobody, I had never, I hadn't seen anybody use this move since like the eighties, early Mm. nineties. It wasn't a common move. So I've seen a few people use it since unfortunately it's not. Yeah. It's like go for a hooked fisherman. I got the leg spin. Ooh. I wonder if that's even in the WWE games. This gives me serious Judge Judy Bagwell on a forklift vibe. He's talking about the, the full match. <laughs> yeah, the WCW the match. match. Yes, yes, that wasn't that. What was the <laughs> WCW match? So I've had I've had pretty ridiculous matches. Like Geek has been saying this for like months since we met Little Mean Kathleen, and we uh, 
beyond wrestling and all this stuff like that because he watch a lot of it on YouTube. He's like, we uh, we got to head to Boston for the see uh, some Boston shows. Now we met you. Now we definitely have to head to Boston to see some wrestling <laughs> in Boston or New England. Or New England. Or New England. Yeah, New England. And no, Bailey did not. Now that no, Bailey didn't use it. Yeah. I believe Britt Baker uses it though. It was it like um, a fisherman suplex or? Uh... Yeah, like it's like hooked for a fisherman, but instead of going up and back, it's just spin out into like a kind of a neck breaker. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So forever in Boston to do a a. a come see wrestling i guess we're gonna have to find out beforehand where the show is how much the tickets are if i have to get a hotel because <laughs> i live in pennsylvania geek lives oh, in- i was looking i was right. looking at the um the beyond show that they're having yeah beyond wrestling yeah have you ever heard oh of yeah that? Yeah, I've never been to a show, but um, I know Conway, who would commentary, he's been to quite a few of them. He's actually a <laughs> he tells a cute story about how um, Eddie Edwards was coming out doing an entrance and he's good. He's friends with him and he just shot over to him. He's like, Conway, give him a big hug. And I'm there, just like, is it beyond wrestling? Or the other one that has that really weird announcer. He's like, it's little me, Kathleen versus um, that might be top rope. Maybe. Maybe it is. Or, yeah, I was watching it and I was dying. I don't, think she, I don't think she's ever been up to Limitless. I'm trying to think of like the areas I know I've seen her. It's chaotic too, right? She's fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know if she's a chaotic trainee though. I know they tend to use a lot of their own people. I think it was over the top rope because when we promoted her when she came on the podcast, I before Geek became a mod, I was always asking the wrestlers, how do we promote you? What do we want to mention? And she gave me this list on Instagram. I was like, boom. I was like, dang, girl. <laughs> it's, it's like I was like walk, like, like in the high school. She's walking by. Dang, girl. It was like, dang, girl. <laughs> list from top to bottom. <laughs> the list is pretty thick there. <laughs> I usually yeah. use my Delilah Facebook to like, when I work somewhere new, I'll add it to my job experience. So at least it's all like listed there for me. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the... TJ? Sorry. Hmm? No, go Continue. ahead. Are you familiar with TJ Crawford or uh... the referee? Oh, the wrestler. No, the, the wrestler. Wait. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> I know the name. He's big in the Massachusetts area in the New England. I definitely area. know the name. Um, probably not personally enough. I am. I'm also horrible with names. It's part of like. You get it going to cons. You meet the same people, and then you don't realize you've met them. Yeah, we, yeah. We were talking to Chad about uh, TJ, and he's like, he's very familiar with him. He's like, and the, okay, we, he, I, was tell, I was telling, I was telling Chad that we were going to go see uh, TJ at the VPW show, and he's in the main event. And he goes, as well, he should be in the main event. Mm-hmm. That's what Chad yeah, said. Definitely, I trust but, Chad's input on a lot of things. Chad's probably one of my oldest wrestling friends. Like I've had a lot of friends in wrestling come in and out, and they'd still come in and out. But Chad's been like one of the only consistent ones in my life in the last like I'm trying like 13 years now. Yeah, he's a super cool guy. Like, like I. He is. I trust if I if I God forbid knock on wood if I got sick and something happened to me and I couldn't come to the podcast, I take I let I let 
Chad, or even let you take my spot for the show for that week. If you if you're available, like Joe can't do it because he's sick or something happened to Joe. I we, right now we have we don't even know the show, know each other from a hole in the wall. I trust you with my seat. I let you take you. my seat for dudes at ringside because you seem really cool and like you seem like my good replacement because you're a nerd like us, like me, and you're funny and you're. Thank you. Yeah. Do you not see all the plushies that are surrounding me? This isn't even a fraction, but. So what? What here. was your what, what was your like feelings going to your very first match? I was very nervous. Um, my first match was a three on three. Mm. And I didn't have too many spots, but um, I was very nervous because one of the guys I faced, uh, his name was Captain Vincent Zarello, did like uh, a single leg um, foot drop, basically not like a leg drop, a, a stomp from like the m- middle rope. And I had the idea of someone jumping down and stepping on my jumping down and slamming their foot into my stomach made me very nervous. But he's like, nope, nope, I got you. And like, even though he did it where he came down and he instantly rolled over me and it was up to me to sell it. It's still like freaked me out. There's still Mm. moves to this day I won't take because they make me uncomfortable. And just the thought of them, maybe they're not that bad, but the thought of them, like, for example, um, the razor's edge. That move makes me uncomfortable. Mm, totally. Ugh. Just because it's so up high, it's flat. I have no control over where I'm going. I just have to be let down. And it just, I'm not a heights person. It's why I'm very much a striker and to an extent a grappler. But I am very much forearms, kicks, curb stomp. Like I have some submissions, but I don't like going to the top rope. Not a high flyer. Mm. Nope. <laughs> there was a thing I saw on Instagram today. I like. I'm not going to send it to you because you'll be like, ah. This guy goes off the top. I sent it to Geek before the show. The guy goes. He's backwards on the top rope. He goes. The announcer's like, oh, he's giving the guy's on the ground, and he's like, he's giving himself the cross. He comes backwards off the top rope. Instead of doing a full moonsault, he's supposed to land on his feet. One of his whole legs just goes out. Oh. Yes, and the whole crowd goes, oh, oh, Yeah, oh. I can't imagine that. I, like, bruised, not fractured, but, like, very deeply bruised my ankle, jumping off the apron one time, landing on the floor, and that killed for weeks. I cannot imagine your leg just going, yeah, His whole leg just went, one of his legs was straight, the other one just went, gone, broken. I was like, there. <laughs> it was like uh, Sid Vicious. Remember when Sid came off the top yeah, rope against? Yeah. Oh my I, God. There's. I, I a, can't watch uh, that clip. I freak out. I'm like. <gasps> uh, I watched it recently actually because there was a video on YouTube and it was like an orthopedic surgeon reacts to wrestling injuries and just describes from a medical perspective what's happening and what they feel, and it was that was one of the clips, and then um, there was. I'm sure Conway, who's watching, can tell me exactly who what the name of the young man is. There was a guy who wrestled for Beyond, and he goes off the top rope to do, like, a shooting star. And he just comes straight down, and his neck just goes. Oh. oh and I no. am watching. Now, I've seen that before. But we were at, I was at work with my coworkers, um, and we're all in the break room watching TV, and it was this show just showing clips of people getting hurt and being stupid. And that clip came up and he and I, cause he used to wrestle very briefly, but um, 
his buddy was bare knuckle Burley, who did a lot of APW main shows is his best friend. He doesn't really want to wrestle. He's like, I got hurt once and that was enough for me. I'd rather he produces my little figures actually like my little action figures. He and I are sitting there going, we know what's going to happen. It's funny watching people who don't watch wrestling react to wrestling injuries. The Mm. whole break room lost their mind watching this guy almost break his neck. And like we knew that he's fine. He's fine now. He made a full recovery. He actually re-debuted in wrestling. I just feel bad that I don't remember his name off the mm. top of my head. But it, again, like it watching people who don't watch wrestling, who don't understand what physically goes into it, what can go wrong in a fraction of a second. Mm. Very entertaining to you, watch you people. You guys are like stuntmen or stunt women. Still yeah, people. You know? people. Geek, get it right. <laughs> I, I, I keep telling got, Geek, yeah, you guys. Because you guys you are guys risking your lives for our entertainment, and we yeah. appreciate everything. One hundred percent, and we Thank respect you. all you guys do. You, you give us something to watch, but we, you do it, we watch it, and now. We, we talk about it. <laughs> All I want at the end of the day is for people to be entertained. I may not be, like, the best, and I might not be the most, at well, decently athletic, but I can't do, like, flippy stuff and whatnot. But I'll make you laugh. I'll make you remember me somehow. We yeah, have. There was, there was another spot where you did where instead of doing, like, a disarmor, you took the kendo stick, and then you started twisting the kendo stick on the person's arm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the uh, that was in the uh, the wood match, right? Yep, I find oh. ways to do everything different, or again, like find ways so people remember what I did. Like another spot I did. Um, so WAW used to have these matches that were like the ultimate brutality match, probably as close to death matches as you get, called Cemetery Gates, mm. and it was again last man standing, false last man standing match. And but it's just the level of brutality that was expected with those matches when I got placed in one being the first woman to ever be in one of those I was like, all right, I got to step up my game. I'm not I'm uncomfortable with a lot of things and I don't really like getting hit with weapons, but I have to to get to this level of what this title meant. And it was for the main event and the biggest show of the year. Basically, our WrestleMania It was called Legacy. It was myself versus. Andreas Reyes and this guy, Johnny Psycho. Uh, Andreas was the champion at the time. And one of the parts of the match was, so I'm bleeding at this point, like from here. And I knew it was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to bleed. It's just going to happen. And I tell, I bring a bottle of lemon juice and salt. And I had Reyes, yep, Reyes is sitting on my back, pulling my head up, like digging at the cut so it bleeds more, pours in the juice, Mm. and then rubs the salt in it, and then rubs my face in it. Yeah, (laughs) I need to just make a list of stupid spots I've done, and that's somewhere up here. (laughs) Is there any spots you won't do, or? uh... Um, I'm really... I'm afraid of anything that actually could shatter a bone. So I'm, I don't think I'd be willing to do the whole chair, steel chair around the head and run into a pole. 
I'm very afraid of anything that can damage my teeth. Te- getting my teeth knocked out is like one of the biggest fears of mine. Um, now I've taken, like I've been, I also don't like the idea of glass, no pizza cutter to the head, which is again why Nick Gage, I'd be like, I wouldn't even start the match. I'd be like, nope, I'm out. Um, things got a like headache, that, gotta go. Yeah, things like I'm that sorry. being cut cut into my skin is not okay. Like I can do it to myself. Nobody else is allowed to do it to me. Um, Like I've been hit with a fire fist in the face and like, that was my choice to take it. And, but yeah, like glass is definitely a no. I don't, I don't get bumped from the top because I don't feel comfortable. Also, I'm very tiny. You don't need to throw me off the top. You can toss me doing nothing. Yep. That's what I'm very tiny. Your buddy uh, said about me. He's like, Joe, you're you're how much you weigh? You're five one. I can throw you like a paper clip. <laughs> I was like, thanks, thanks. Chad. I think also Chad said he's taken pretty much everything. Oh my god, Chad! At the last, not the last rated R show, but like the second one of the second to last ones. Um, this team, the cool people, tried to put Chad through a solid door. It didn't mm. break. He tried three times, and I'm just sitting there going, Chad, no. <laughs> Gonna die. <laughs> Chad, stop. It's, 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 you're, you're already dead. <laughs> what? Half Where, of you doesn't work anyway. Like, come on. Why is Chad not in the chat today? Does he not like us no more? <laughs> he, 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 he always talks to me, and it's like, now it's like he's... Oh, you're doing uh, a show with a friend. I don't have to be there. <laughs> he, be there. Might be work. he might be at work. Yeah. yeah, I would just just playing Chad if you watch this or listen to this later because pretty much after the show it goes on spot like all our places we have our podcast like I, I told I told the girl today that at key food as geek calls me the ladies man because I'm the sexy panther as uh, <laughs> the Greek god calls me the sexy panther. <laughs> um, I don't know why that's that's an alternate nickname now from on a different <laughs> website. I'm the sexy panther. I got lots of friends. <laughs> I have some friends. I have a lot of people who put up with me. <laughs> That's a joke. I have a, a, I have a separate website. It's called Only Friends. I'm a sexy <laughs> panther. I'm sexy panther on Only Friends. <laughs> no, um, they were, I was telling the girl, you know, you could watch us anywhere. She's like, oh, where? I said, anywhere you can find a podcast. And in my store, they play uh, iHeartRadio. And I said, you could find us on, and I pointed up as the cool iHeartRadio commercial played. I was like, iHeartRadio, radio. radio." I was like, and she's like, oh my (laughs) God, you're on iHeartRadio? That's big. Wow, Joe. And I'm like, we're on everything. It's not that hard to be honest to to get on iHeartRadio. Was it like, they got us on there, and like geeks, like, oh, they're not gonna take us. They're not gonna take us, and they took us like that. Yay! Twenty-four hours. He's like, Joe, they took us. I'm like, they took who took us? What? We're getting captured? No, Joe, we're not getting captured. I panic. I'm like, do I have to pack a bag? Getting kidnapped. Do I have to pack a bag? I get pack toiletries. Are there are there redheads there? Are there places to buy underwear? Can I buy a t-shirt? I have probably been kidnapped two three times in wrestling in various storylines i just get kidnapped and abducted all i'm saying is if we ever me and geek ever go to one of your wrestling shows 
Have would me come you to rather me. thumbtacks or Legos? Legos, Legos, hands down Legos. <laughs> I don't I, care that they hurt more. Legos. I told that to my dad when I was going to see Geek that weekend. We went to I went, we, when I, we went to Long Island, and I said because. Uh, my group that I'm part of on Fridays, they gave us little things in a bag, and there was a bag of Legos, a, a box of Legos. And I said, maybe I should bring this with me to Long Island. I don't know if this show is a hardcore show. My dad's like, what do you mean bring Legos? My, my mom's like, means you're going to make Legos in Geek's apartment? I said, no. I don't know if there's a hardcore match. They may allow to bring Legos. And my dad's like, why the hell would you bring Legos to a wrestling show? I was like, oh, I'll explain. Because now they're not using per se tax anymore they're using legos in the match my mom's like that's disgusting legos yeah, you ever step on a lego it hurts it hurt. oh god you're you're in pain for weeks you're in, you, you put yourself on the il in baseball terms yeah like attack is like a quick second and then you pull it out but nope nope legos legos thanks pwg <laughs> <laughs> oh it's legos a- all day <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, ugh, cringer. My mom's like, "That's disgusting." And I was like, "Who started? Who started the Lego match? Would that be Candice LeRae? You think or uh, um, all I can think of when I think of Candice LeRae and gimmick matches is when she got stomped in the face with that tack boot. Oh and god! It was just all oh, the blood the, by, the, by the young bucks. By the young bucks. Yeah, uh, back when she was uh, still partnering with um Joey Ryan for the cutest yeah. tag team. Ugh. Other fun weapon um, I've been hit with that surprisingly hurt a lot more than I thought it was was a box of Lucky Charms. What? What? So, <laughs> so I faced him. I faced a man called um, Tough Talk Tony Spencer, and he fought me in an Irish Spring Death Match. Now, an Irish Spring Death Match is the loser gets um, their head dunked in a hot. A bucket of water filled with Irish spring soap. I saw that on your Instagram. I saw that you dunk his yes. head into the thing. Yes. Yes. So, during that match, Tony literally took the literal Irish part, and he came out in a shirt with a shamrock, and he's like, I'm gonna bring out some Lucky Charms. I was like, yeah, sure, kill me with Lucky Charms. Oh my god. The way that box hit me, and the way it exploded everywhere. Like, one of the best spots of the match. I didn't think it would hurt that much. And then I was wrong. Very wrong. And then he's even choking me at one point, trying to force feed food into me so I'll choke. <laughs> do you actually have that clip on your phone? Because if you do, please send it to us on Instagram. I want to post that on the dudes at ringside page. That is I the will. freaking... <laughs> um, I definitely think I have that. If not, I definitely put it in the TikTok that was like a little highlight video of that match so I can send it to you. The only other thing I did in that match that got praise from um, around New England, he was known as Anthony Green in WWE. He He's August Gray. I know he was released recently from NXT, he's, but... He's coming back, he, by the way. We're, he's actually he on is. the show. We're promoting, actually, the We Are Wrestling show. Nice. Um, he so. gave me props for a spot I did where I took a, a, a cooking sheet and I taped it to my hand. So when Tony took a swing at me, I blocked it. And I'm like, ah! I'm all proud of myself for blocking it. It was like creative spot, armor. Oh jeez. So ha- you said you have uh, figures that you made. Have has a fan ever made you a figure like on their own and gave it to you? Um, I actually uh, go figure they're kind of falling down, but um, 
they've fallen down over the years. I have artwork that a lot of kids, I get have a lot of kids who are my fans compared to adults. I do have adult fans, but I have a lot of kids because I am booking you in a Lego death match. No, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, to talk about it. <laughs> no, he wants to start a company called, um, that basically spells out, which is a stupid little anime term. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Eh. I'm trying to reach it. I Hamster. even have a little patch. No. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. This I'll is take... not a patch for that company. This is just mine. But that's what he wants. It's like a stupid little cute, like, ah, oh, God, I'm going to die. You got to get the blonde hair match. girls. That, yet the logo has to be like this. Put the tongue out. That oh, yeah, he got, uh, yeah. ego face. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> and then ooh. One, <laughs> one of my one of my best friends in wrestling. His name's Crispin Coles. Probably one of the like may not be the best like in ring person, but he's got more training than almost all of my friends. He went to school in Georgia for about a year and a half, but he's also been to so many seminars. He's done the drives with Bob Evans and whatnot. He loves that stupid ego face thing. I can't tell you how many times... I bought him a hat that said it across it from Anime Boston. I went and bought it for him. I was like, here, put it on. It sounds horrible to say this, but I, I'm a, guys, on my other side, other Instagram, I used, you know, a Ghostbuster Joe, and I follow a lot of female anime people, and, like... They do that. All the girls. It's like, geeks are like, you only find the hot, hot anime girls. Of course. It's a hentai face, like end of story. Yes. Like you know what it implies. Yeah. I just, like... You'll never see me though in like a shirt that's covered in the faces of doing it. That to me is too far. Anybody else want to do it? Go ahead. Yeah. I personally don't. Yeah, but, but... I see a lot of that. On, oh on yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Some con- some conventions are actually banning it because really? you know if they, if if they have families, if families attending and fam and kids see that the parents get upset. Yeah. And it. But, like, some places don't allow it till it's, like, a certain time. Or it's, like, an 18-plus panel. They don't care. Mm. Yeah, like, um, you said you're from Boston. Uh, would you, like, ever willing to wrestle, like, in Long Island or in the in this New York City if they invite yeah. you? There's a promotion that we always, like, we, me and Geek have been fans with for, like, 15 years. Um, we'll name drop to you to them. They're called the New York Wrestling Connection. They're okay. like they're like a hidden gem of like New York wrestling, and they're like they're good. Uh, they've had Zack Ryder there, MJF, uh, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt. Who else, Geek? Uh, Willow was there. Um, shit, uh, Chris Datlander was a part of it. You know the Dark Orders, um, Silver and Reynolds. They trained yeah. over there. They trained oh, over okay. there. Yeah. So they're good they people. Developed. There's yeah. such good people. Um, actually, there's another promotion that, uh, if you don't mind us name dropping you to them, also we're having them on the later's in the months. We're having uh, Liberty Pro Wrestling. It's an all women's promotion from Alabama. Interesting. Yes, yes. They're all women. It's all and eleven pro. Yeah. What's that, Geek? And eleven pro. And eleven pro. They're from. They're from New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, they're cool! New, they're they're good. It, it's funny because Geek and I started this podcast on a whim, and we like used to do just Raws and Smackdowns. And now I like this because we had our first friend, our, um, as I call them, my wrestling besties, Foxy Foxy and Damian Dragon, come on separate days. 
they pretty much opened the doors for us. And I thought maybe they'd be the only wrestlers. And Geek's like, Mike, should I start inviting wrestlers? And he's like, fine. And I started wrestling and wrestling. And then we had Chad. And then he got us, got you. He invited it. He brought you to the door. And it's it's gone everywhere. It's, we, we've been, I think, feels like Chad opened the door further us for the Boston side. He opened the Boston and Massachusetts doors for us. Like, look at that. Chad's are. very good for that. I owe a lot of my opportunities to Chad. Chad, um, I'm very happily part of the Chad Epic Initiative, the Atmo family, as we call it. Um, I've all I got. I know Chad will take care of me. Like, and if anybody ever messes with me, Chad is very much one of the first people to be like there to protect me. I just hope Chad lets us be part of that that thing you just said because I know he he respects us one hundred percent because he's like yeah. dudes at ringside they're family because he came for Lance's. Br- Lance, I I don't think Geek ever thought in his yeah. wildest dreams he would have a birthday party, right, Geek? Yeah, with wrestlers. <laughs> with wrestlers online, <laughs> online. Yeah. We're sitting online for his birthday <laughs> online with wrestlers. Like that, I in Geek's mind, he's his, his geek with braces from college is going. God, Joe, it's the first birthday I've ever had, man. I'm hanging out with wrestlers. <laughs> what? Me and Geek started this out going college radio together. Now we're right. being seen all the way out in across the pond yeah. in London, England, Germany, Australia. Australia. <laughs> Germany at everywhere. Like this is amazing. Like like I never thought that we would have people go we went to an indie promotion NYWC and have someone actually go, Can we sit with the podcast? And I'm like <laughs> I'm like, what? sure, I don't bite. Maybe I, I nibble a little bit. <laughs> I hug. Yeah. Is it cool to sit with the podcasters? I'm like, I'm like I don't know, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Add add uh, uh, Frank and Footer voice. I don't know. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> I very much enjoy stuff like this, and you guys are very cool and welcoming. Um, like I've always liked stuff like this. To me, it's also like just like you guys are like going, "Oh my God, this is my life." Like I do that sometimes, where I'm like, I'm just consider myself like a decently average person who's just a, if if shy little like heavily like bullied isolated high school grammar school me could see me now i'm doing podcasts with people and whatnot and like being recognized and it's it is insane sometimes like one of the other best charities that i'm also gonna plug that i have a good relationship with due to a good friend of mine um Daryl Fisher is the massachusetts down syndrome congress um his young daughter has uh his youngest daughter has down syndrome and he made good connections they they give amazing resources and outings and events to families in the area all like a non-profit complimentary thing and the big show we had where i fought richard ripley we had about 30 of the members of that family like of the massachusetts down syndrome congress family in attendance and it was like they were beyond ecstatic to be a part of the show and then on that show we actually had sabu in our main event uh with the unfortunate late super genie um mm-hmm. she's wonderful they were very pleasant to have he's actually very like nice he's very nice in person they was very sweet to me um and then we 
like a few of them came to the next show and then we did a show for their benefit. And even during COVID, they had me um, do a Zoom call and give a presentation to a bunch of members of the community because a lot of members of that community love wrestling. And I gave like an hour long presentation and they had so many thoughtful questions and they were so engaged. Even one of the other kids wanted to have just a one-on-one Zoom call with me after with um, like one of the moderators. And it just, uh, even though I'm on such a small level of wrestling, it means so much the impact I've made to mm. other people like and to children who maybe don't, like who don't, maybe have the best upbringing like with school and people. And then all of a sudden I grew up and this is what I became. Mm. And it's, it's crazy and insane. And it never has to be like, people often think like when you go into wrestling, Oh, you want to go to WWE. You want to go to AEW. You want to go to Japan ring of honor. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong. I feel like I'm making more of an impact in my own backyard and that's what matters to me. That's what will change things locally. The bigger scale, there's just some things, unfortunately, I think we'll never be able to change. Maybe they will, and I hope they do. Yeah. But I think to, if people focused more, not just on their dreams to get somewhere, but the building the community you have now, a lot of it, it good, like, you know, little drop in the pond sends ripples. Yeah. Well, I, I I would say like, um, we we kind of curse on the podcast, but you could name drop us with your group that one you just mentioned, the uh, autism one. That we can oh, mention well, them. The, yeah, you, the you, Massachusetts Down Syndrome Congress. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. You can mention them to us because you know they love wrestling, and we we are wrestling. We talk about everybody. We have we. I tell them dudes at ringside they they're super cool dudes we we love everybody we have so many diff- we have so many friends with disabilities i do special olympics and i when i lived on long island my entire swim team had they were all i was the only person yeah. without 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 that disability i was like right. they were like my big brothers i was the youngest guy on the team they were all older than me and I was the only one that didn't have Down syndrome. Everybody yeah. else did. And it was like they felt – I felt like they were my fa- my brothers. Like I was yeah. – they listened to me. They, it, the coach was like – they because I did a relay with them. I'm a real like varsity trained swimmer. And I came in there, jumped on the block, dove in, and they were like, can I do that too? And coach said, <laughs> don't listen to him. He's not thinking of the coach. It's the first day of practice. And they jumped on the blocks and started dove. I taught them to dove dive from because they would always start from the side of the pool. Yeah. I taught them how to start from on top of the wall. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it, it makes me like think that I'm more like, I feel like I'm like a coach. I teach people, okay. Don't kick your feet like this. Do this. And they all learned. They watched me swim and they watched how far my arms went. They all be- – our relay became the most intimidating relay in Special Olympics Long Island. They're like – they see it come on. They're like, oh, fuck. Here nice. comes, uh, here comes <laughs> Joe and his boys. And they're all big at me. They're all big at me. They're all ju- they were jubby, chubby boys. But they were – to me, they were like – I taught them, okay, we're doing flip turns. And they're like, Joe, they don't know how to flip turns. 
by the end of the summer, those boys learned how to do flip turns because of me. <laughs> but I miss. I, I, yeah. But yeah, you should name drop our podcast because if any of them ever want to meet us, I'm saying this now. If you guys watch this episode in the future, come hang out with Metal Geek and Joe the Panther. We'll do a Zoom call. We'll hang out and talk to you guys. We'll chat it up. We'll do it. You know? If you ever want to do a meeting with them and you want to invite us, come into the meeting and hang out with you, we'll do it. We'll hang out. I was going to say, like, whenever I put on my next show in Newton, if you guys want to come hang out, you're more than welcome to. Because I know um, our next one, like I said, I really, I'm big on the whole charity thing just because that was one thing WAW definitely instilled in me. We were very charity-based. And so unfortunately, unfortunately, this next one is going to be a fundraiser for something very near to a lot of us. Unfortunately, about a a few months ago, we had someone who wrestled with us for years suddenly pass away Mm. uh, due to complications from a surgery. And it was extremely heartbreaking for a lot of people. He also had just become a father. He had maybe had the baby. So the mother is obviously extremely devastated by all this. Not only is it just learning to be a parent, suddenly it's now the love of your life and the father of your daughter is gone. And we very much want to do a show for his benefit, for her, for the baby. So uh, you bet your ass I'm going to work my behind off for that show to get as much as possible because that was... I have not seen all of us. There was a big divide a few years ago between a lot of us and just people who haven't been around because people move on with their lives. People get fed up with wrestling, whatever reason. But that brought us all back together. And I know that's what he would have wanted. It just unfortunately took place in a bad way. That's sad. You know, like, yeah, you guys are all five years older than me. Wow. Exactly. He's only like five years older than me. It's not like he was older. He was like late 30s. I think he was 38. Like, I feel like you guys all are, like, like family because you guys are always working together in the ring, all different spots. And, like, when you lose a family member like that, it's just tragic. And it's so, like, sudden that you're like, wow. They've been it with me. Look- yeah. Yeah. It's this, just- yeah. Kind of like the Brody Flea thing where it touched yeah. so, many, so many people throughout the industry. It doesn't matter if you're AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor. It doesn't matter. It affected every single wrestler in that in every company, and he's touched people. It makes you realize how short life is, and how literally you could be there with somebody one day and they're gone the next. I try very much to not go to bed angry and be an angry person, as I'm sure Comrade MKK could comment. I there's squabbles happen. I'm very much a quick to fix it person or at least try there are sometimes you know i'll stay angry and i won't talk to you for a bit but like then stuff like this happens and it reminds me that life's not worth being angry over because it could end it every day and at any moment look at the last year we had our whole lives ripped away from us yeah and i was kind of in the forefront of it i work at a senior facility i was right in the middle of all of it like having to be completely gowned up from head to toe every day. When I came home, I had to come in through the basement. I had to change my clothes, put them right in the washing machine because we were still learning about everything. And I, even to this day, like I've never fully really 
even like talk to anybody about it. Like literally what I went through in the last year and a half, what I'm kind of still going through working there. But like for anybody who didn't have to firsthand experience it in healthcare, like consider yourself very, very lucky because it was heartbreaking to watch some of these people and all they wanted was their family. Yep. My sister, she works in a senior center. She saw about 12 people die right in front of her face. 12 of them it's 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 horrible and i can't even say like i work in a grocery store but i've been i had to stop working at one point because the people there was a kid that worked with me was a total douche nozzle yeah total he was like oh this stuff's not real yet my sister would call us on a daily basis crying like like she just watched a puppy get hit by a car yeah like like heavy breathing like oh my god like that like yeah oh you were probably doing the same thing like it's like yeah like i'm not a nurse or an aide i give them all the credit in the world for being able to do that but i was more just i was a comforter like i'd sit with patients because they were lonely and they couldn't see their families i'd be setting up ipads for them to call and if they didn't have anybody to call i'd be sitting with them and doing whatever I could to like just entertain them, even if I wasn't allowed to really touch them. And I had to stay full dressed up in PPE. Like I watched movies with some of them. We did sewing projects, whatever I could do, because we weren't really getting as many admissions anymore. And people were leaving. There are a lot of people who tucked their tail between their legs and ran away. Mm. And you know what? Fine. We're better off without you. Like I understand nobody really signed up for a pandemic, but yeah these people these patients needed us 100 percent. like and we were there and it was like i understand it kind of sucked to not have wrestling but my body's not complaining about getting a year's rest (laughs) yeah totally like my body wasn't unhappy (laughs) for that but yeah like i'm happy wrestling's back i'll be i did my first live show this past saturday the one where you saw me curb stomp uh blaze bazooka there that was my first live show in a year and a half and i love it but and like the kids were very into it and that's all that matters like wrestling is supposed to be fun i understand it's a job for a lot of people but it's supposed to be fun yeah at the end of the day 100 percent. it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be like a problem and nobody should be like oh wrestling right Eh." it's supposed to be fun No one should show up to a show and be like, "Ugh, I gotta wrestle this person," or like, or they're not looking. Oh, I just gotta, do, I just want to do this match. Maybe sell some merch and go make my money and go home. And it's like, okay, yeah, like. So here we go. Geek usually asks this question, but I usually do it too. Uh, if a, a young fan ever came up to you and, and told you they want to become a wrestler, what would you tell them? Um, definitely, and this sounds like such a cliche thing to say, but it's true. Be yourself. Because I know, again, it's very cliche to say, but it's true. I spent the first like year or two in wrestling trying to be like all the other girls. And I realized by the end of the day, when you go back and see those matches, you can tell how uncomfortable I am because I'm trying to be something I'm not. All I saw was the girls who like cared did they make they did their makeup they did their hair they wore gear that could show stuff off no matter what size they were and that's fine if that's what you want to be but i felt pressured to be like that because that's all i saw 
as represented in women's wrestling. There were a few wrestlers growing up that I cared more about. I liked Lita. I very much enjoyed China because I was like, look, I fight all the guys. She's fighting the guys. Why aren't there more people like this? I'd see Molly Holly, and the whole point of the angle was to make fun of her because she chose to be more conservative with her clothing, which is what I would do with gear. I'm like, why is that a problem? That's that's and, a good question. I hate that now. I do too. And like I hate that even now that like people women will design gear and it's like they purposely have to pick what's most revealing. It's like, do you want people to care about your talent or how you look? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with dressing yourself however you want to look, but like it seems like almost the default is how can I be as revealing as possible? Yep. And it's like that's also not just working like no offense to anyone watching, but if you've seen any of my pictures, it's pretty obvious. I may not be a big girl, but I am busty AF. <laughs> I am making it a point to strap these in as much as possible. <laughs> That's why I don't understand seeing all the professionals who won't wear a bra or won't wear underwear. And I'm like, why? Yep. Why? 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 Like, what is the point of not wearing them? Get ones that fit. Or get ones that are be comfortable. They make amazing athletic wear nowadays that are made to be worn under stuff like that. Yeah. Like you could wear a cup, a subtle cup that they sell right. for baseball. Or I have one for hockey. Yeah. I played hockey when I was in high school and I had a female cup. It was built into my shorts. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like in the picture you sent us with the cat ears, who made your gear? Or did you find that at like a, a, like a Halloween shop? Um... So the one with the cat ears that's black, primarily with the silver lining, my mom made that. My mom made the top. Um, I bought the shorts are just a plain black shorts from an athletic store and the body shaper underneath to cover the midsection. Uh, the green gear, which is inspired by Deku from My Hero Academia, was made by, actually, they're from New York, I believe, mm. uh, a, a dance company called QWERTY Clothing. They actually do make a few wrestlers' outfits now because I've seen on their social media when people share pictures of their gear. And their their turnaround time is like a week. Mm. I got my I got that stuff in a week. Oh, wow. And like, yeah, it's not cheap, but they let you customize every single part of the pattern. So that hoodie I had with – I added on the cat ears. I can make them whatever color I wanted. I can make the hood whatever color. Like you, any of their fabric, they're allowed to interchange it. Like it's, hmm. I like to make a lot of my own stuff. My sister's a seamstress because she went to Salem State University for theater production. But she works. She works for the city of Boston at the library. And she's busy and can't always make stuff for me. I'm trying to learn to sew. I'm not that great. It, there's a lot of wrestlers that I see. Like they go to certain people. Because I started, I don't know, I saw like this wrestler. And then I like, oh, this girl. And I looked at her Instagram. She's like the... Uh, the stitcher of all the wrestlers stuff that we actually saw at VPW. And it was oh, like, really? yeah, like she, she just made these guys overalls. We, the show we went to his overalls, the pad the letters were falling off. And then I go to the late, the, the, the lady's Instagram page. She made a new pair of overalls for him with the tight, the almost look like spray painted letters, but she did like stitched them in. Like, like they oh, look cool. like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that, I like how they do that these days. Like, there's people that you could go to that make wrestling gear that you're not sit because in my family, my my when my grandfather being the wrestler, my cut my aunt or cousin I forgot which one it is, she would literally get 
like a drawing what the wrestler I'm wanted. into more Studio Ghibli. <gasps> I like Studio Ghibli. She would pretty much make the gear for the wrestlers from back in the 50s and 60s. Nice. Like tights, jackets, like old, old, you know, those old school jackets, the different colors on them. She would make them in a sewing machine. Like what WWE has now, that black lady that would stitch things for the wrestlers. Like if you watch Total Divas, she did yeah. that back in the 50s oh, and nice. 60s. Yeah. She'd make like jackets for like Classy Freddie Blassie and Killer Kowalski, stuff like that. Like he would say, okay, I want a jacket like this with a design like this in the back. And she would, I'll, I'll give it to you today, today, no problem, two days. And she, here you go. Like, you they're go. like, what? Yeah. Old yeah, like I always made it a point to try to design as different stuff as possible. Because again, I learned that like there are certain very generic creator wrestler looks, if you will, for both like. For like male and female gears, whatever you choose to pick, like there's very generic looks, and there's like trends that always seem to go through certain gear of either everyone's wearing trunks, everyone's wearing shorts, everyone's wearing tights. For women, everyone's always wearing the cross straps, everyone's wearing this or that, and I'm just like, I will make it a point to make myself different, even if it doesn't do me anything. It makes me happy that at least I look different somehow. That's part of the reason. Granted, I'm an athlete anyway i've been an athlete my whole life um not too many wrestlers have fem- have short hair yeah, a lot of have i long like my hair. short hair i like my short hair hmm. do you have any stories in the ring any what stories for the ring right. um this one is a good one again even if the company doesn't really exist anymore like does but doesn't um so when I was in WWE, it was like the only company I was in at the time. We had shows every week, every Saturday. And um, it was like everyone put in to rent the building. And we did free shows for the community of New Hampshire. Um, and then every two months, we did a special where we donated money to some cause at the time. Obviously, we prioritized local causes over big scale ones. But sometimes big scale ones came up and we're like, okay, Um during March of 2015, uh, it was on a personal level, probably one of the lowest times in my life. I wasn't doing very well mentally, emotionally, physically, just a lot had disappeared in a short amount of time. And at the, and then the we had our version of the Royal Rumble called Lord of the Ring. And... The show ends, and we're about to do breakdown and cleanup, and the one of the guys in charge, Flax, goes, hey, everybody, I need everybody upstairs right now. And I'm, like, thinking, what happened? Did someone get hurt? And he goes, so, guys, I kind of wanted to just tell you that this could possibly be, this could have possibly been our last show. And we're just, like, everyone just stopped. And he goes, basically what happened is the woman, Linda, who owned the building, was going through a divorce. Her husband took her for a lot. And I don't, because I don't know the details. I just know he took her for a lot. And she was very much at risk of losing um, a lot of things. And pretty much, if that building didn't come up with a good amount of thousands of dollars in a short amount of time, we were, she was losing it. And there would be nowhere for us to go. Because just so 
it was very hard to hear that because not only am I very much in a place where my friends are checking in on me all the time, I'm not, again, I, like, let's just put it out there, like, basically borderline suicidal on a daily mm. basis, and oh, it was, it was really there bad. There he is. Hi, Chad. There he Chad, is. Honestly, Chad picked the best time to come in. So I was actually, I one of my friends told me to go to PAX East the day before. So I go and try to spend some time is out in the world just trying to find a reason to continue. And I, you know, I wasn't telling the friend really what was going on. I was just like, uh, you know, trying to enjoy the day. I go then back the next day with Chad. And Chad and a friend of ours, uh, Matt Bishop, and, like, I got to meet um, one of my YouTube uh, favorites, Markiplier, very briefly. I got to have a nice picture with him, and Chad's like, look, I know tonight will be very hard because we are having possibly one last show to try to raise as much money as possible um, for, like, to save the building, if there was a chance. And Chad's like, look, I know it's really hard right now. I know you really need people, but I need you to try just tonight. Look, it's going to be hard, but just smile. It'll be okay. I know you're good at smiling when things are bad, but um, you guys can still hear me, right? Oh, yeah. We're you're you're okay, no, I wasn't sure. One of my earbuds died, so I'm making sure. Um, so we go to WW that night. And, like, people popped up who hadn't been there in years, like, literally four or five years. And the beginning of the show, I was in a match where the winner would advance to the main event of the show for the title with um, three other people. And I win. They put me in the main event. And, like, it was such a very, the <laughs> building was packed. It was such an emotionally trying night. And... Uh, the main event takes place. It is myself versus Derek Conway versus Andreas Reyes versus Kevin Giles. And like Conway gives us a small pep talk as we're going up the stairs going, we could possibly be the last match this company ever sees. Let's go out there and make that moment. And, you know, Conway's going to champion's going to retain. We're out there. Uh, I hit Conway with the, uh, my dance dance into the corner and I pull him out and I put him in the Boston Crab because when MKK was my partner, he called the Saskatchewan Crab and he wasn't there. So Conway said, no, put me in that hold. And I'm holding it, waiting for Giles to come in and pop me because that was the next spot. And all of a sudden, all I hear on the ground is. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm thinking he's just like, I'm thinking everybody had a manager. So I thought maybe Conway's manager, Tom was like just hitting on the apron, trying to encourage him. And then I hear the bell and then I hear my music and I drop him, turn around and I'm just staring. What happened? Apparently what they decided to do was only like four people knew about it. They decided to have Conway drop the belt to me. So that way the last thing that could possibly ever be seen was me holding that title as champion. Wow. That's awesome. And I am bawling. I collapsed to the ground. I am 
bawling my eyes out. My sister rushes in the ring to sit, hug me and like a bunch of other people. All of a sudden, everyone's there and I am a mixed ball of emotion. I am a whole clutching that belt, something I never thought I'd have in any company. I am clutching that title. There is hundreds of like over a hundred people there. All these wrestlers are around me and no way just everything going on in my life just hit me at a single moment where I was like, this is it. Like if this is like the last thing I ever remember or see, and thankfully it wasn't, this moment means probably the most to me out of any wrestling moment. I didn't shoot the finish. <laughs> like that moment, like I cried for like a, I cried for like a week straight. I cried for like a week straight, and slowly my life did pick up and get better again. But just like, I will never forget that moment. There's a handful of moments I'll never forget. That is probably the top moment because there was literally I never knew it was gonna happen, and then it just got shot on me. Mm. <laughs> it was a massive surprise. Chad, the buzzkill king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just likes busting my. Why you gotta bust my balls, Chad? <laughs> He's Christ. <laughs> if, if, he's still li- if he's still listening, I just want to thank him. Oh yeah, him. thank you, Chad. Yeah, you like you so really much. like open. You slammed that door over. As I told him, on the birthday episode for the geek, he didn't just open the door. He unscrewed the door, pulled the pins out, and then all the Boston wrestlers just. Oh look, the door's broken. Boston, New England. New England. That door, that door, that door, and then Chad tried to put himself through the door. He's like, "Oh, the door! <laughs> oh, I go- he, for the birthday episode, he forgot the door was off the hinges, and he like, oh, the door, guys, welcome." <laughs> I'm good. He is good at it. Oh That's yeah, very good at it. he he did the Chris Farley. He thought the door was left. Forgot the the pins were off the door, and he was like, "Whoop!" and fell through the door. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. And it, hey, he gave us an awesome guest to like you. You were like, guys, the doors open, and there's, there's no one door. thing I know it's the doors. <laughs> there's one thing I know it's yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Chad, we already touched on earlier trying to put you through the door at rated R and how much I'm just sitting there going, Why are we doing this? Make him stop. Just lay down. <laughs> yeah, that that one story he told about him leaving an event and the guy was still bloody and the barbed wire was in the trunk. I was like I for some reason went back to watch the episode again on the YouTube channel. Definitely go check out if you guys are watching this thing Please. and have not subscribed to our YouTube channel. Why are you not? Why are you doing this? You're not. You're not subscribed to us. Please subscribe right now. I urge you, just subscribe. Please, like, please push the button and ring the bell. Because follow, follow us on everything. Yeah, please follow and follow our our guests on YouTube. I know she said she hasn't updated anything yet, but do it. Come on, it's right there on I the really bottom should. of the screen. I right actually there. have nothing. For once, I actually have like nothing this weekend, so I can. Because I've been going nonstop between selling at um, craft shows and wrestling and just traveling to. For once, I have nothing to do this weekend, so I'm going to be a responsible person and clean and update my Etsy and actually like post stuff probably on youtube and whatnot so like i'm gonna be productive this weekend oh definitely geek you gotta send her the episode so she can finally load the episode on her youtube channel so it gets double views double views double likes (laughs) oh yeah and i'll make clips and put it on tiktok and stuff because yes 
I yeah. I have an okay following there. Like I've got a little over like twelve thousand followers on TikTok, but I'm not I'm not Rogan <laughs> level. Yes, I will. I will be productive. I swear <laughs> I will be productive. Because we had Come a on, guy was... from we, got, we had a wrestler from California, um, the our buddy from California that came on last week, um, the imminent threat. Im- the imminent threat. He he clipped the whole show. And like put it on his story. Oh wow! It was, That's it was a so long good. story. Clip, clip, clip. We talked about uh, uh, Gypsy Mac. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Mm-mm. She's from like I guess from the California area. We're doing. It, we we have two birthday parties that we're doing on mm-hmm. the Do Set podcast. Two of them. Mm-hmm. Gypsy Mac. And if any wrestler has a birthday party. They can come on again, and we'll yeah. just celebrate. We'll do their it. birthday party. It was so much. That I can't wait to do Gypsy Mac's birthday because I see a lot of clips of her, and she her yeah. character's supposed to have like she has an attitude, and and she seems like she's the coolest person. People said she's super sweet and she's funny as hell. And then we're doing our friend from California, Charisma. You have to look her up. She's cruise. She's a cruiserweight lucha. She flies around like the greatest of ease, wears this outfit that you would probably be her tag team partner. Little fake spikes on her elbows and nice. pink and blue. Her hair's her little pigtails. Oh, she's a she just got hurt in April. So she's recovering from her injuries. But she wrestles her husband's a luchador. His mask looks like the Falcon. <laughs> His mask looks amazing. Oh my god, you would freak out. He looks like Falcon from the the Marvel world. It's like nice, dude. I actually have um. Speaking Don't of forget Falcon, the have, WrestleMania party. Yes, I'm. I'm going. I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm trying to bring Joe to go to WrestleMania. So, like, if we can do a, a what do they call that when you have to try to get someone to make money for it? <laughs> if we have to make one of those. Go a fund go me. me. Make me a GoFundMe <laughs> account to go to WrestleMania. We will. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to drag Joe to WrestleMania if I have to. Your blast and in uh, <laughs> yeah. So be yeah, like, Joe be like, "How's she at my house?" I'm like, "We're going to WrestleMania." So that as we told uh, Delilah, uh, if we can go to Comic Con or not Comic Con, we will, we will, we will definitely. Uh, have to all meet up in New York City and go to any and all the comic book shops that I know of in New York hey. City and just hang out and just go to comic book shops, eat pizza, and just hang out. And Because I grew up in New York, so I know a lot of the fun comic books, like Midtown Comics. That's like a big, 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 big comic book shop in New York. It's like an upstairs one that's like humongous. And then there's ones in uh, Brooklyn that I know of that are really good. Super good. <laughs> like crazy and hey we could even go to new york comic-con if this tickets to grab you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's super hard i wonder what restrictions are gonna be like i heard some now crazies things are, yeah. now things are kind of like not going backwards but i know some places are mandating masks again so yeah. who knows? here i'm hopeful yeah. swear to god i don't want a covid unit for the third time no i don't mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. I'm, I'm panicking <laughs> but yeah um Alan, I could yeah. I could picture Chad dressing like the devil, and he's like, "What are you supposed to be?" I'm Chad Epic. I'm not dressed like anything, but I'm Chad Epic. Chad dresses um the the one in his picture, uh, the purple suit. He dresses as the purple guy from Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'm usually either the puppet or Freddy, and oh, he'll just have a knife to my throat consistently. <laughs> yep, I can see it. 
And actually, Geek and I have joked and said, when we go to Comic-Con, we're going to just dress like ourselves on the shirts. There you go. <laughs> Our logo. Shirts, and what are you guys supposed it. to be? We're the dudes at Ringside Podcast. Who? And then we just, what do you guys look like? And we just stand back to back. Ta-da! Oh, like, here's the other guy right here who uh, had to raid our chat. Hello. Hellman Rosecrown. The imminent threat. We were just talking we just about. We just talking about him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that was on the show. He's, he's always listening. I guess he's the he's, devil. So the he's devil always listening. Always listening. <laughs> I called the devil in a promo before. That was it. Was the whole angle was um bringing up different like tarot cards and whatnot, and saying Crispin was saying to my partner, "You're the hanged man. She's the devil." And that's literally just it. Just kept coming up over years, and he just pull up the devil card every now and then, just be hitting me with it, and I'm like, it's like just sitting know, there like, God damn it! It's everywhere. Uh, I it's <laughs> everywhere. Yep. Yeah, man, it's just crazy. Like, as I said, every time we meet a new wrestling friend, it feels like they're becoming part of our family. Like, we <laughs> met you today, and you're like, yay, another member of the – because as I said to a few other guests – The ringside guests, crew, like, we'll call it. Ringside crew, but, but we're, they're, they're the ringside crew. She's part of the ringside family. She yeah. sits with us at – she sits and eats tacos and pizza with us while everybody else sits and pizza. Yes, you get the ring. You get the ring. So you sit next to us eating tacos and pizza. <laughs> you, see, you see what Chad wrote? That is so nice of him, though. He's like, we're the ones that made Chad epic famous. Yeah. Aw, thanks, thanks, Chad. Chad. You are the guy Chad epic made famous. Oh, oh. Chad. Oh, oh, we made yeah, we yeah yeah that. Too. Made, yeah, we made you famous, Chad. Right. Oh, we'll be we'll be eating all the tacos and pizza while the other ones are slaving, sweating together. Oh, Joe, can I have a taco? Sorry, uh, oh, I just ate the last one. Can you get another round of tacos? Oh, shit, I, I, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he's saying he made yeah. you guys famous. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> thanks for all the follows thanks, on. Chad. Yeah, see, no, I made you. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Chad has the cooler seat. We're sitting in these old benches like, ow, it really hurts. Chad's like, you, you Chad like the chair? Chad's got a nice little chair. Yeah, so, he gets the cooler, comfier chair. We're sitting yeah, in that these. Cool, is that cool couch over there in the corner in his promo videos that he always does. Yes, he's yeah. like this. He has a very nice house. I was, his, like his, said, his, uh, I was there Sunday. His pictures, he's like this. He was like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you, should see, you should see his Santa calendars. Oh gosh! Oh no, no, no! It's a nice thing. He actually dresses up like Santa Claus and does charity events at like Aww. shelters That's and stuff. Nice. See, we, 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 we. I need to get in contact with my friend. I, I feel I bad get... now because we're breaking the kayfabe from him. So we got, we got, we got. He's not. <laughs> what? Sorry, Chad. I actually have to acknowledge that you're a good person sometimes. <laughs> I sent him a sticker. I forgot I did because we just ran out. We went to the last show we went to, and we like. He's in the chair now. Cleaned out. We absolutely cl- oh the creeper. It's the creeper. Oh. Cactus well, or is it creeper? Cactus kitty. But I just was like, hey, it, it fell off the wall. So it I was knew. like, oh, cat. It, it's been committing Harry Carry because dudes at ringside is boring him. It falls off the wall. <laughs> no, the, I I don't think I put I put up the Dollar Tree command strips and it didn't do very much. Oh, it's oh, fine. No. I mean, when I. When I, I'm in the process of looking for a house, so like I'll have a much nicer setup once I have one instead of shoving them all in one corner <laughs> and around my bed. They have more space in the bed than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. If if when uh 
when we want when we could do this, we'll definitely I'll come to New York and see Geek and we'll plan it. Either I'll come in um do Penn Station and I'll meet Geek and you guys figure it out. You and Chad can come to the city. We'll go for pizza, we'll hang out, walk around, we'll see the fun sites, like try not to go to the bad areas, but like we'll go to the fun parts of the city that everybody knows of that are tourist trappy. So we're not in a certain area that's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chad, we're going to New York. Yay. <laughs> like, top, Times Square is pretty much a tourist trap. Yeah. <laughs> stay I away from want time. the good food there. So stay Lots. away from Times Square. You could go there to look around, but do not take pictures. With oh the no. no, no, you'll get robbed. You'll no. they'll, they'll, they're gonna want a tip from you after that. No, picture. nope, nope, no pictures. I just want <laughs> the food. Just eat me. Yeah, don't even person. don't even take don't even take a picture of them. They would. Oh my god, they'll be like this. They'll be like do 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 do. Yeah. They'll be putting their hand out. Job, I could do that. Yeah, we're cosplayers. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, and as I said, I was walking around New York City in my Ghostbusters flight suit, and I still got people going, "UPS man." I'm like, I'm wearing a proton pack. How the hell am I a UPS man? What packages like that? Hmm? Yeah. I swear, if they had that pack, they'd be calling the FBI in on this. man has that. Like, I, where I live in Pennsylvania, I was dressed as a Ghostbuster. We just put a backpack, proton pack that we put stuff in. The people were coming in, oh, UPS man, FedEx guy. And I'm like, if a FedEx man showed up with a patch with a no ghost on it, I think they'd call the cops on him. Right? <laughs> like, of, I have the full-fledged, like, uh, flight suit, the zip, the zip-up one. Like... With the boots, and I walk around with my elbow pads on, and I'm like, "If you don't know what Ghostbusters is, right? Like, yeah, Ooh-y. worst wrestling match you've ever been in." Oh, there we go. <sighs> Damn it! There's more than I had want to admit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are we doing okay? Okay, I'm not gonna go for the obvious answer of like just worst in ring, like everything went wrong. I'm gonna go with the worst experience I've had where I basically got pushed by a veteran to go against the booking. Um, I was in a company that's no longer around in New Bedford, Mass, and the they weren't creating a women's title just yet because there there weren't a lot of us. The fact is there's not a lot of us. There's more now, but a few years ago there weren't. And it was I'm not gonna say her name but it's just the perfect example again of one thing in wrestling that needs to go is this whole I'm a veteran mentality. I deserve things. She was facing a girl who was newer and I was a special guest referee. And The plan was always that when the match ended, the younger girl, the girl who was more, who was younger, but was more successful than the other girl and was just all around a better choice to win. It was like a ladder match for like a a trophy. Um, or like a hardcore match for a trophy. Ladders just happened to be in it. And 
the whole time they were planning, the veteran was so mad that she wasn't winning. So mm. she pressured myself and the other girl to let her win, to on mm. the fly change the result. And to this day, I regret going along with it. But because I was so new into traveling, I was like, I don't know what to do. And whereas the other girl was also getting pressure and she's like, fine, just let her do it. I'm not going to get a good match out of her if, she, if we don't just agree to do what she says. And the whole time, like, I wanted to go to someone like because Chad was there. I wanted to go to Chad or to somebody else and be like, look, this is what she's trying to do. But I really didn't want to cause problems for anybody. And match happens. The wrong result happens. You can see how pissed the booker is. The guy who was in charge was running the camera. He put the camera down for a second and walked away because he was livid that this girl was not willing to put the new talent over because she felt she deserved it, that she had broken her back from this guy for years. So when I go to get the trophy to bring to her, like knowing what the spot was supposed to be, mm. the, the guy goes, he goes, lay it into her. Like, I know you can. And I did. And she was kicked out very quickly after. She didn't really have any many other appearances at any company after that. And then she doesn't wrestle anymore. But mm. in my opinion, that was probably the worst match I've been a part of. Not so much for the in-ring content, but for the bullshit politics of a veteran mindset that mm. basically ruined that moment and could have ruined that girl's career. Like the newer girl. Luckily, mm. it didn't. But still, like... Oh, I uh, have to ask you because we've been trying to get her. I don't know if you ever heard of a uh, basic Becky. I do know her. Uh, we're not like I've talked to her at shows. We're not like close, but oh, okay. I was we were, we're, like, definitely. I definitely know like what her social medias are. If you wanted to re reach out to her, yeah, we've been trying to because well, we are wrestling is doing a promotion and they they asked us to talk. We started promoting for them and uh, we we have uh. Billy Stark coming on later in September. She's like blue hair. And I saw her on a poster earlier and I got super confused because we do the same this pose with yeah, my, my sister, my sister and I my sister and I have done this for years, but it's because it's like an anime thing. Like, it's like, and I thought she had cat ears and it turns out they're just hair buns, but I got so confused for a moment. I'm like, Yeah, that's not me. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Stark. Yeah, like and she's basic Becky, like she does a lot of stuff in New England and Boston. And I like, oh yeah. And I'm like, I watched one of her matches and I, wait, women's wrestling. I watch and I'm like, wow, they, these girls could go. She did the match. I'm not gonna say who she wrestled, but oh my god, she did a, a 450 splash that would make Billy 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 Kidman like jump up and clap. I was that like. Oh my god! I was sitting in my room and I was like, "Oh my god!" But that's Billy Kidman did the Shadoo Star Press Joe. Yeah, that's what I said. But I know where he was going with it. Yeah, any <laughs> flippy things. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" My dad's like, "What happened?" Because my dad was—he's like, "Am I just watching?" He's like, "Wrestling." Okay, it's another wrestling thing, Randy. I was like, "This girl could go." I'm like, "I was like, if you could speak to her and say, hey, dudes at ringside really wants her,' because I spoke to them and they're like, oh, Booker's like, we're gonna talk to our Booker to help you out,' and I'm like. 
still haven't heard anything back. But if if we can get an insider that lives in Boston that knows of her to help us out even more to talk to her, I don't want to get her mad and be like, I told them five minutes. But, like, you know what I mean? To help us. Uh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to help us out. Either way. We're kind of all big to 2022, but if we could record an episode and then load it later when that event happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We would definitely say thank you to you if we can get her. You know what I mean? We we <laughs> thank you because you're I'll awesome. I'll see if I can ask people who are closer with her than I am. Yeah. We I've know only she's, seen her a handful of time at shows. We know you're. We know we know she's extremely busy traveling and doing yeah. all these wrestling shows. And now, oh yeah, I, she's going everywhere. Yeah, she's in that that show that that came to us. They're doing it in New Jersey. Yeah, that's insane. Like most people don't leave Boston. Some wrestlers they just travel do the the loop in the Boston promotions and then they go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? New England, Massachusetts, Joe. I know. Okay, geek. <laughs> it's like when you write something on uh, Google and it says, do you mean? That's what Geek does to me. He does the real deal <laughs> thing. Do you mean? I correct Joe? Joe all the time so he doesn't make a fool of himself. Geek, if I ever get in a hardcore match with you, I'm not grabbing my uh, attack. I'm going to grab this right here. See this, Geek? And I'm not sure record. Yeah, I'm gonna use that as a, a pick your forehead. Ow. You know, you yeah. know what I'm gonna use Joe? I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna use a wooden school bus. Oh god. <laughs> see see it this was is, a fun idea. This is and, what I'm what I'm box in a box full of spikes too. Oh god. Geek, you're gonna yeah, give me the bloodiest like, match. I don't know ever. why I did that. That was like <laughs> See, this is this is what I would like to do. I'll get a hotel and have me and Geek just Go to Chad's house, and Chad can teach me teach me the spots, and then that show make it seem like you're gonna be our friend, and I'll be in the crowd, and you just pull me over the barricade by the front of back of my shirt, pull me in, and just give me your finishing move at the end of the match. <laughs> you, you have to use the wooden school bus. Ow, no! <laughs> but my luck. Someone so to learn the, the things. He'll also feed you. <laughs> and yeah, someone say weapons. Chad has probably like three, four barrels full of a variety of weapons. He has a Nerf gun with like tacks built into the bullets. Oh, I'm geez. afraid of him. Every yeah, we when we were setting up his ring, he's got the grill going right next to it to feed you right after. Oh yes, Chad's a very good yeah. host. He makes good. Yeah, food. go ahead, watch that wooden school bus, everyone. If you're yeah, definitely have to watch that match. I'm gonna have to put, send that clip now because people are gonna be like, "Wooden school bus." If you're just tuning in, I ran a wooden school bus into someone's junk during a hardcore mm. match. <laughs> Jeez, that's that creativity. Creativity makes that, people that and the spiked uh, what you call it. Uh, I got myself putting in a wooden maiden. Forget Iron Maiden. This was wooden spikes in a box. Yeah. I was small enough to fit in most of it. Yeah, and that this, was probably that was probably one of my favorite matches. But that other match you recommended, I gotta go back. Give so definitely, I, I we if you could definitely please send us the uh, the clip when you get hit in the face by the lucky charm. Box. Yes, I will. <laughs> well, people are watching this; they're gonna be like, "What's she talking about?" The the dudes haven't posted that clip. It's coming, fans. Yeah, <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming. I'll that, send you the that, little TikTok I made with highlights of that match, and me getting nailed is clearly in that clip. And and that and the school bus. And the school bus. 
the school and the Iron Maiden and the Wooden Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> also, that uh, that female wrestler you said that you know of from Boston that was like Ms. your Fizzles uh, number looks looks better. Miss Fizzles, shut up. What's he talking about? <laughs> Don't worry Where's about this? it. <laughs> oh, geez. There, no, there was a female wrestler you said you were friends with that uh, that was your – someone you said. I forgot who you said. It was a female wrestler that you're you're connected with that uh, – I forgot her name. Oh, I'm a godmother of her kids. Yes, definitely give um, her a, a heads Selena. up about us. Yeah, that's, give that's Selena totally a heads not. up about us. Yeah, definitely tell her. You, I just said, like we, like we said, Becky, we would film – Actually, that's episode. one bus you do want to miss, actually. You don't yeah. want to miss. Yeah, I mean, if you do want to miss, wanna miss. and I and miss. I didn't exactly push it lightly. I believe in swinging weapons hard, so I didn't exactly push it nicely. Oh God! I was like, just be ready. I was like, just be ready to get hit, bro. <laughs> it's like a little kid thing. You're like, Fwakaka. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! I, I made it a point to go hard. I was like, did all right. Make, just remember that you asked beep, for beep this. Sound? Did you go beep beep, motherfucker? That's what I would have I don't actually remember what I said. I just remember being like, hee hee. Or I think I might have been like, the wheels on the bus go, ah! I would have said the com- beep, Didn't beep. the commentator say that? I think the Maybe. commentators. The commentators, yeah, they did, right? I think. They, right? The commentator said, oh, the wheels on the bus go, and that's it. <laughs> All aboard the struggle bus. All aboard the struggle. Yeah, he was struggling after. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Last stop, crotch. <laughs> Last and final stop, crotch. <laughs> There's no stop here. It's just crotch city. <laughs> if I had known how to skateboard, I would have tried to like kickflip or something. But I can't. I can barely stand on a skateboard when it's not moving. Yeah. Another question I, is, um, sorry. Uh, which, uh, what's your thoughts on intergender wrestling? I am all for it. Intergender wrestling is my bread and butter. Um, I, When I started pretty much primarily through my career now, there weren't girls to fight. So I was in a company that believed, like, they're like, no, it doesn't matter what your gender is. Everybody can fight everybody. Obviously, just make it believable. Like, if I'm a tiny little 5'3", 140-something pound me, I shouldn't be able to pick up and throw and slam someone that's 200-something pounds and, like, six feet tall. Like, make it believable. But there are small people who can win fights, no matter what their gender is. So make it believable. I'm all for it. I'm actually, it's one thing I'm slightly disappointed in AEW for not doing. Um, because I know it wasn't technically AEW, but that first big pay-per-view they did um, all in. Before it was officially AEW, they had women in the Battle Royal. They had Jordan Grace in there. Mm-hmm. They like did some intergender stuff, and I figured like maybe they would be different. Maybe it would be a thing, and it's not. And it's a little disappointing how much I know there are a lot of people or promoters are like, well, I don't like the man on woman violence thing. But then they'll be, but then they'll exploit women's matches and be like, oh, we're gonna do an all women's pay per view. It's like. You'll exploit for one thing, but not exploit the other. Okay. The thing yeah. is, also, also, um, all in and all out were two different products. Right. Exactly. All, like, all in was uh, produced by Ring of Honor, actually. Oh, see, so Ring of Honor would do it. Yeah, so, I'm so. sure they would. And then, like, even Impact did it a bit. Like, I don't care for Tessa Blanchard, but they still did it. 
Yeah. They still did the thing with her and Sammy Callahan. Like it's something people like to watch, or like a lot of people like to watch it. So like, what's the problem? Especially then, what a lot of people do is granted AEW has the money to do this, so this doesn't necessarily count for them. But like there are smaller promotions, like especially in the New England area, where it's kind of run into a problem. They'll make a women's division belt, and then basically not have any women, or it's gonna be the same. Like the the promotion I referenced earlier in New Bedford. They made a women's title. They had like the same two women all the time and sometimes me. They couldn't really get anybody. So mm. it's boring for the crowd to see yeah. the same people yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like not everything needs a belt. Yeah. I saw a belt that they made uh it's pretty much for like different like sexes. It's for Gay, oh, straight, chaotic one. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I was I, like, oh. um, I love that belt. I think that I'm not. I'm not trashing idea. on it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trashing on it. I just thought it was interesting. No, no, it's it came up and um, like I I love it. I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, I know they're all, they also I guess said they are still keeping like I believe they are still keeping their women's title or that maybe transformed into it. Yeah. I saw and that. Then I they like, all have their heavy, and they have their main heavyweight title too, which some people were complaining, like, "Oh, but you know, that's only exclusive to males." It's like, have you not seen the? There have been females who have fought for the chaotic championship before. I believe there's been a chaotic champion either. I believe Kimberly was. Yeah. So like, or maybe she was Chikara. Yeah. One of the two. But the point is, like, it's there. There's a whole company in the New England area uh, called Blow Beautiful Ladies. Chad's gonna have to help me with this one. Beautiful ladies of wrestling, but there's a second W and I don't know what it means. And they are pretty much a strictly LGBTQ wrestling promotion for people. Wow. Like to give pretty much going back to the whole wrestling is for everyone, wrestling is fun. It doesn't have to be the best technically executed thing, but it's entertaining and they sell out like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're amazing people, too. I did a photo shoot with them um, for the Northeast Animal Shelter. Um, We put a calendar together for them for, like, you know, if you bought the calendar, went to the benefit of the animals. And they were there with some of the pictures, and it's great because it gives everybody a chance to be in wrestling and be themselves, where a lot of locker rooms, they'll say they're okay with it, but they're not. And it's uncomfortable mm. for the people who want to be in wrestling and want to go there, but want to be themselves and feel like they can't be themselves. Like, I know people who, like, they just want to be like, well, I'm pansexual. Even though we've gotten to a point in wrestling where a lot of more acceptability, that's not even a word, it's more acceptable for people to be themselves. There are still a lot of people who are uncomfortable by it or will make jokes at it. Yeah, I think it's messed up that people have to, like, like, throw heat at something that they really shouldn't like everybody should be accepting to every kind of person if you're transgendered if you're gay if you're lesbian if you're bisexual people should be accepting to anybody that any kind of people that they are you should be accepting to their heart where they it doesn't matter who they love it's a matter how they feel in their heart but some people go the other direction and get all stupid about it that's right. what pisses me off sometimes about wrestling. Yeah, but it's not your life. 
What does it matter? The point is, we're all here to do rest, have a wrestling match, put on a show, send the people home happy. Everything else doesn't matter. Like, and it's something like, I'm surprised I didn't get like kicked off Facebook for it the other day. Um, people were asking about, there was a news article about what women should AEW sign to give their roster more star power. And there were a ton of like transphobic comments in the, um, in the comment section saying that like Nyra Rose shouldn't be allowed to wrestle the women because she's trans female. And I was like, like just the amount of like how it, wrestling's getting better, but it's still not there. Yeah. And if it starts, like, it'll get there. I feel like it'll get there because the fact is, like, people are who they are. People are having the confidence and the courage to be themselves. People aren't going away just because you don't like it. But it's also you're not, you're not your life. You like, like uh, that wrestler that's coming on that faced uh, Kennedy uh, Corplin, uh, Jamie Lynn. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, I, I, we're, we're learning to say the right pronunciation. They, mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, I would say she, but then I don't know if she wants to be called she or them. But the I'm match sure is she, like, the, no one appreciate just the yes. asking and the trying. Most people, yeah. at least from my experience, as long if they tell you like, "Hey, by the way, it's this." Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't know. And yeah, do better. The matches that she does, she does hardcore matches. Yeah, like she took on Kennedy, and like I saw, I I try to look for the match on YouTube. I kind of said, oh, I saw the match. I saw the clips of the match. She she threw Kennedy off the set in a shopping cart. Oh, my God. That's and crazy. then the, there's a spot I saw with Kennedy. You know how they, now they like to use the strips, the green strips, into the forehead? Yeah. Nope. Ah. Is, like is that a zip tie they use? Um. The, the, what so is if that? it's not the zip tie, I'm thinking of, oh, I forget what it's called. But it's like, my sister knows what it is because they use them in stage production. <sighs> it's like a rivet. I think that's the term. I don't know. And I know what, I know exactly what you're talking about because, oh, my God, that thing can cut you like nothing. This She has a picture of her. It's sticking out of her forehead. At, at the, tip where her hair, the tip of where her hair is. Nope. Just stick, like five or six of them to stick. It looks like a mohawk. It looks like nope. she had a mohawk. I'm nope. like, girl, nope. no. That's one thing that Joe no, will not do. No, no. no. I'm, I don't have a weak forehead, but yeah, exactly. A shopping. No, no. She actually made a video, and I she never got back to me because I know she's crazy busy with the hardcore matches, going to all those different shows. She has a clip of Jamie Lynn throwing her off the stage, and she did the down 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 down. She used the <laughs> clip, the theme song. It says oh, Kennedy Corbin of the skull, and it's just. <laughs> Throwing her off the stage, off the stage. I'm like, and in the in the comment below it says, "I'm Kenny Croplin, and this is Jackass." <laughs> she <just laughs> throwing her off the set, and it's just like, That's I'm like, great. please send. Can, I'm like, can you send me that video? Please just send, please. send me that clip. Just no Jackass theme, no copyrights, please. Yeah, we don't need <laughs> copyright. Well, luckily for at least with my stuff, um, I have the rights to use the music. Oh, okay, good. Good. So, um, I, my, for people who don't know me, my baby face theme, or actually all my themes are done by a YouTube star named Nate Wants to Battle. If you look him up, he's got a few million followers. He actually started his own, like, YouTube record label. I have video recording 
of him giving me rights to use all his music for my theme song. So if I ever like Proving Ground started being on, um, I believe it was, uh, I think we're on Fight TV. It's either Fight TV or IWTV, something like that. And he, the promoter was like, we need copyright music or you need to get permission to use that music. I sent him the clip and I'm like, got permission. Yeah. And he's such a, like a nice guy. I've actually watched him, um, perform in person i actually have a picture of him with me and the title mm. um because i showed him when i won it and my and his the song he played or the song he wrote played i have i use a, a male rock cover of let it go from frozen which gets super over with the kids but also it's just a nice song yeah, i saw the music video maybe if we gotta maybe we need to get in touch with him geek so he can make us a cool theme song for the podcast. He's such a sweetheart too. Like I my sister worked at the the nightclub he performed at. She got me in to meet him in time and hang out with him and he was really nice. Like he's a super great. If I ever had the money and he was by chance in the same like area on a weekend, I would like legitimately ask him like how much would it be for you to play me to the ring just once? Just once. If I had Never- the money Ever hear the the old school uh, rapper K? Uh, was it K Seven Geek? K Seven. Yeah, K Seven. He made this song. Uh, ba- baby, baby, come, baby, come, baby, come. You gotta oh, give yeah. me something. Like, yeah. He was at the, was uh, at the show. V VPW show last. Was it last weekend, Geek? We were we went to. It was was like it last two weeks ago? Two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. He well, he comes song. out singing the song and Eric Gonzalez to the ring. Eric Gonzalez. I. I, I'm a 90s slash 80s child, and that song, I was like, oh my god, that's come baby. It matches ha, matches over. I matches half over. I look over. He's standing there taking pictures, talking to people. I'm like, Geek, we have to take a picture with him. It's on the dude that rings on Instagram page. You could take a look at it. So we met. Right. We met him. We took a picture. My my mom's like, who was that guy? I put it in our story, and I found the song, and I put this song below, and I sent it to my sister. I'm like, he sent. He took a picture with us. I'm stupid. I didn't think about it. I was so excited because we were like tired. The show was over. We we went to two shows that night. I was like, damn it. He could have did a promo for the podcast. He could have. Fuck. <laughs> but he did say it. something cool to us. He's like, if you guys ever need anything, me, just email me or t- talk to me on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, I'll awesome. definitely use it. I'm like, geek, we could have got the rights to come, baby, as our theme song. <laughs> He could have changed the words. Dude, that ringside. Come, come get the baby. Like, come, come get the baby or something like that. I, if, if, if you want to go on a podcast, you can get me some. I'm like, some. I could. I just, I just changed the whole words. Oh, you're messing up now. Please be quiet the rest of the night. Yes, <laughs> All right, but um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. By the way. You've been thank awesome, you so guests, much. by the way. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Thank you so yes. much. And thanks, yes. Chad, for uh Thank you, Chad, day. if you're still watching, Uncle thank Chad. Chad. <laughs> Uncle yes, Chad, yeah. if you're still watching, big guy. <laughs> thank you. He's con dad, basically. Uh, As well, I said, we ever we ever in Boston, me and Geek will definitely come hang out with you and we'll you'll have to bring us to Chad's house for dinner for some <laughs> steaks. It's a oh my god, Chad loves cooking steaks. Like you're gonna have to. I'm just gonna tell you this. This is something you're gonna have to do. You're gonna regret it, but you have to do. Dude, Chad makes his own hot sauce. 
Oh, yeah, he told us. He yes, told, he yes, told us yes. that. He told us this. You're going to probably regret it, but you have to try it with the steak. I'm not made. a hot sauce person, so. I I'm am. not either, but it, it'll make sauce. you try it at least once. Oh, I love hot sauce, so. But I, I like to put it on burritos, not steak, burritos. I think you might have to call 911 after I, I try it. <laughs> I always say geek. Like, if I ever got in a fight or something happened to me, he always, in my head, geek is like the Karen. He was like this. Joe, I'm pushing 9-1 now, okay? You just do that. Picture 9-1 now. Picture a cartoon of me doing something really tough, and behind me, Geek's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to call 911. He's like, yeah. in the background, Geek going like this. What do I do? <laughs> and he just has the phone, to, like, looking at the phone, ready to push the last one in the, in the green button on the cell phone. <laughs> That's Geek. He's Karen. <laughs> He's the Karen of the podcast. I'm the tough ass, big mouth. It's a little guy with a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you have, if you have anything you want to plug right now, that was my my pen. My pen with many colors. <laughs> it looks like something else, but it's a pen. I swear to God. <laughs> if you have to plug, if you have to plug anything, plug away. I'm also so mad because I just looked to my right and I realized I could have just put these on the whole time. Bummers. Uh, <laughs> but you'll be back. You yeah. will be you'll back. I oh. always usually am. Um, my Instagram and TikTok, as you see on the screen, is Delilah Hayden eighteen. I have an Etsy store, which is Patchwork Arts. Um, I have a few other sites linked on my Instagram that we're gonna stay with the family friendly, slightly part of this here, and kind of, sort of, but still. <laughs> And just give me a follow. Like I post a lot of it. It's not just wrestling. I post a lot of like anime, cosplay, video games, just a bunch of nerdy random stuff. I'm an overall goof. I'm sure something I will post will make you laugh at me. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. We're going to let you go. So thanks a lot for coming. So take care. All right. We, we gotta... Thank you. Thank you. That's not how you do it. This is the thing. Yeah. This is still an internet thing. I don't even care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Later. Hey. Bye. Peace out. That, was, that fun. was a that was a fun interview, Joe. That was so much right. fun. Yeah, dude. <laughs> She's coming. As I said, if back, I ever get, if I get sick or I, I I can't be on the show because I'm either in Orlando or something with family, geek, have her be my replacement for the show or okay, even Chad. Right. We got Chad, definitely Chad. Chad <laughs> or, or uh, Delilah. Delilah, <laughs> someone that would care about doing the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm gonna. Um, we're going to head out right now. We'll be back in exactly 45 minutes. So Yes, if, for another if, guest. If you remember, you guys, you don't have to. You can always uh, donate to us at HTTP. Hey, hey, Butterfeed, sorry, buddy. You missed half the interview. Streamlabs.com. HTTP streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside. HTTP streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside. What's up? What's going on, Thunderfeet? Sorry you missed the whole show. Oh, God, the whole thing, man. <laughs> it was about two hours. But don't worry. Stay with us. 45 minutes. We'll be back, be back for another episode. So Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. But, and, Joe, if you want to plug anything, remember. Um, my, uh, You could just go check us out on all of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any way you could find a podcast. Um. Uh, there's tons of independent wrestling promotions that are open now. Go buy their t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees, I said. Go check out anybody's store and uh, 
not on Pro Wrestling Tees, go check out Chad, the last great manager's store, and buy Delilah. a t-shirt from him. Delilah Delilah, go check out Delilah Etsy store and buy one of her awesome dolls or sure. bears, all this stuff like that. So don't forget to come back because we were interviewing a very special lady. Uh, I'm gonna, well, I'm not going to say the name now. When she comes on, you'll definitely see it. Um, nope, see you soon. Bye. See you later, guys. Later, guys. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in.